And there's Shane's phone again. <laughs> All right, we're live. 6.30 on the dot. We're live. Episode 24. Can you believe that already? That means we've been doing this for six times four weeks. is six months. 24 weeks. Yeah, that's six times four. That's right. That's Glad a you're a mathematician. Uh, well, you might be that common core stuff I need to draw a bunch of bubbles on the table <laughs> no sir no sir I'm anti-common core Shane needs his flashcards. and there's Shane's back. there we go Shane's got his volume on again alright Shane's back hey do we have this thing shared everywhere nope we need to share it everywhere so we got more than nine viewers crap I'm too busy sending this to Robbie Dye and Todd Otten mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second, I'll get us going. <clears throat> Alright, David, you can play with your friends later. I know. I'm sorry. What am I doing? You need me some to share it somewhere? Yeah. So I can do that. Alright, so Shane's back. We got our first question already from Justin Bush. He says, Do you still fish? Me? I don't know who he's talking to. You're the yeah. only one here named Dave. Yep. Uh only when I'm forced to, buddy. Come Friday night, you'll see what what I've been doing in my time off. Uh-oh. Wait a minute, is that a one v one challenge right from the beginning? No, he would not challenge oh. me one on one. Wow! Be careful. <clears throat> wow! He would not. He said, "No." Champ is getting. He doesn't even have a boat to challenge me right now. Oh, maybe I can have a bank tournament. Yeah. I tell you what, let's just all go carp fishing. How about that? I'm in for that. As long as you bait and I cast, I seem to catch more. I seem to catch more when we do that. When you go by yourself, you don't catch very much. I know, much. you're right. I suck. <laughs> Crap. All right, so this week we got Shane back. Shane, we're going, we're going to cover the St. Clair event. Now, how can I, why can I not? Uh, I want to share this to my fishing page. Why can I not do that? I know you, uh, I know you had big, uh, Big holes for that one going in. I know you want to let the cat out of the bag. I guess you just telling me was a jinx enough, though. I guess, man. It just—I don't know. That was a—that's probably the most disappointed I've ever been in my life for a fishing tournament. I had a really, really, really awesome practice. Uh, I mean, I was catching twenty to twenty-four pounds a day at will. I mean, everybody says it's easy up there. It's easy. Well, I'm just telling you. I'm not gonna say it was easy. But I will say this, I had them figured out. Yeah, I saw the pictures in practice. <laughs> I saw one or two of those myself. And like I say, I, I don't know what happened. The only thing that I configured that happened was the wind switched directions and started backing the current up. Everything I was doing was current related. I wasn't out uh, drop shotting with everybody else. I was doing just current related things, some stuff that, it's not really as popular as just going out throwing a drop shot, uh, which there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, but I just didn't feel that I could win that way. I figured I could have a decent show in that way, and right, you know, that wasn't what I was really after. My kind of my that was kind of my fallback plan. You know, if it if I couldn't figure out how to catch them in practice doing the current thing, I was just going to go out there and use my my Garmin Live Scope and uh, and drop on them like everybody else was doing. But, you know, I, I felt confident enough in what I was doing that when my day started going 
bad the first day. I did pull up on one place and I caught one about five, caught another one about four and a half. So I figured, well, all I got to do is keep running these places, and eventually I'm going to run into another spot. Right. It's got two or and three that, on it. Those two fish were shallow. They, they were they were in like ten to twelve feet, but they were in right. the, the thicker grass. And okay. I was just, and I was just cranking. Um, I was using two different crankbaits. I was using uh, a Rapala DT10, and I was also using the Waterwood BDS2 for the for the thicker grass that uh, that came up to like six to eight feet of water. Where I could I could reel that the water wood I could reel it faster because it has the wider bill right and it gives you that good deflection in the grass and the DT10 I used out on the edges and and I caught a lot of fish both ways it just uh, like I said with them when the wind switched on me and uh, started backing the current up I think the fish I don't know if they just stopped biting or if they repositioned and I never found them but uh, I just uh, you know, never, never did relocate them. And like I said, I caught those, I caught those couple big ones the first day of the tournament. And I, and I was, that, that was, that gave me the confidence to keep looking. Right. Well, I kept looking, kept looking, kept looking, and I just never did run across them. Well, I ran out there deep and caught two and kind of ran out of time. And the second day I did this, I did the same thing again. I just, uh, you know, I, I figured the the bad thing about fishing up there, the fishing is so so good that once you get behind, you can't you can't get behind up there three three pounds and expect to come back. It's just so tight. I mean, obviously, if you if you look at the results from the tournament, I think it was less than a pound to separated the top five. So um, you know, I going into day two, I knew I was way behind and. 17, 18 pounds was no good. I needed 22 to 23 to, you know, to get back in the top 40. And that's what I did. I mean, I just went out there and fished, you know, what the way I thought I had to fish to catch big ones. And, um, you know, at 130, I had two 14 inches. Yeah. So I ran out there, turned on my live scope and caught whatever it was, 14 pounds. Caught that in about 40 minutes. And, you know, looking back on it, that's probably what I should have done all day that day. Because I think there were eight boats in the area I was in. I think six of them had 20 pounds and the other two had 19. Holy cow. So, I mean, you know, there again, looking hindsight's 20-20. It always is. But it's like, you know, being an armchair quarterback on Monday. And it's easy to look back and say what I should have done. It's, it's Fishing's all about making decisions. And I made a couple bad ones and I paid the price. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that second day I, I figured you were going to swing for the fences just to try to get back in it um but uh so for the guys that have never been to st Clair, when you say grass you're not talking about hydrilla or no foil or not no up up there what i was what i was targeting was uh cabbage and cabbage is just grows in stalks and it's got like little leaves that run off of it every four or five inches and um you know there again I, I thought I was doing the right thing, but turns out, you know, it, it blew up in my face and it happens. We can't do it. We can just, the only thing we can do is, you know, move on, forget about it and go to, uh, go to Gunnersville next and hopefully rebound down there. Yeah. When, so when is Gunnersville? That's in September, right? Uh, it's the last of September, first week, first weekend in October. Okay. You've been down there 
that time though, right? I have. I won a BFL regional down there that same time of That's year. Right. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be a tough tournament because I think there's a, a couple. Spro. Yeah, I think the Spro Frog tournament is there. I don't think it's actually Spro Frog, but it's a Spro only tournament. And um, so there'll be a couple frogs thrown that. that day. Yeah, I'm saying they'll see a frog. <laughs> they'll see a frog or two that week. But um, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to that one, and we'll just uh, we'll just move on from there. That's all we can do. The past is the past. Yeah. Um, well, we got a question coming in already. Uh, Nathan Tyson, uh, he says, bullet weight versus barrel weight for a Carolina rig is one actually better than the other. So since you're our resident Carolina rig specialist <laughs> hey, here recently. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't mind throwing a Carolina rig, you know, it's uh, especially for smallmouth. Hang on, is Todd Cochran on here? Maybe he can answer from the <laughs> comment section. Oh, Todd will know. Uh, you know what I like to throw? What's that? Whatever they're biting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Hmm. Uh, uh, but uh, to what? answer your question, I don't think one's really better than the other. I think it comes down to preference. For me, the biggest thing about a Carolina rig weight uh, sinker is the actual weight of it. You know, some people some people say, well, it's good to throw a light one. It's good to throw a heavy one. I'm going to tell you the good one to throw is whichever one that you can feel the best. One you have the most bottom contact with where you can feel what's down there, whether it's sand, grass, shells, rocks. Right. You know, whatever whatever it may be, that that's the one that you need to throw. Whichever one is the most comfortable for one for you. So uh about tungsten versus lead? You know, Carolina rig's been around forever, right? Well, up up north, if I'm not mistaken, I know for a fact at Lake Champlain, um, I'm not so sure maybe about St. Clair or any of the other ones. But on Champlain, you have to throw tungsten. No, they'll throw lead. No lead. How about that? Um, I didn't know that. The only, the only lead you can throw up there is on a jig head. Okay. But if you're throwing just like a regular sinker, whether it's a Texas rig, Carolina rig, whatever, you, uh, lead is illegal. So I learned throwing a Carolina rig. Basically, we all grew up catfishing, right? Yep. I mean, I just I just put a daggone egg sinker on yeah. there and went at it. That's right. Well... Density in the tungsten gives yeah, you sure. uh, sensitivity. Yeah, I'm, I throw tungsten 100. You can yeah. read. You can read what's on the bottom. I yeah, mean, you can. You get but it. at the same time, uh, tungsten is expensive. Uh, it is. It so is. If you're if you're trying to get started, Carolina rig egg sinker will do just just it fine. It will. It will. There again, boils down to what you prefer. That's right. <laughs> All right. So you do have a one v one challenge on here, but it's yeah. for a first tournament. I mean, it's for what? Perch tournament. I love killing perch, but that's kind of, I mean, we're, we're not about, <laughs> you know, we're not about all that life. Well, if we do a perch tournament, I'm in. I, uh, I got a ringer. I mean, He's we, about six years old. <laughs> I mean, we can have a perch tournament, but as far as a 1v1 based around perch, yeah, no, we're not. I don't, I don't think we will. We're sorry, gonna, sorry geez, Jay. It's just like Jody Wright said, I'm sick of watching live on any tour with a guy looking at his unit flipping a drop shot 15 foot in front of the boat jody october is <laughs> approaching fast the water is cooling down we're getting some rain some color you won't be watching for much longer buddy so is yeah jody- I, I believe we're done with that on the Bassmaster, jody i think we go to gunnersville it's not gonna be well There's i take, I take, right I take that back i take that back well, these guys, you don't ever know who's going to bust out a spinning rod, so I'm going to stop right there. 
Mm. Yeah. Um, so we got one more for you, Shane. Uh, smallies in summer for fishing reservo- reservoirs. So northern swing out of it. All those are natural lakes. Tips yep. on yep. locating and catching them. So I guess the only reservoir. Well, we got some in Monticello, but Monticello, Lake James. I was to say, I guess the one that we're known for most is Lake James around here. Yeah. Have I, you ever been to Monticello? I have. Oh, okay. The only thing, the only thing I've ever noticed about smallmouth, especially in our reservoirs around here, in the summertime, especially, they are always around the bait. Yeah. Whether the bait is on the bank or whether the bait is in 130 foot of water, they don't care. They're going to eat something, and they're always around it. Um, that's what I've seen at James. I've caught fish at James um, on a you know little tiny swim bait. Out and I'm sitting in at 60 to 80 foot of water, mm-hmm. but they're only... They're suspended in the bait, 30 yeah. feet deep. That's yeah. what they do. And, they, and smallmouth like to feed up big time, so... Yep. I went I went to James uh, right before I went to St. Clair. We went up there and caught, I don't know, we caught 12 or 15, and I think the shallowest one we caught was 35 foot. Yeah, but he wasn't on the bottom, right? No, he wasn't on the bottom. Yeah, yeah so it's a whole different ball game, I guess, reservoir fish versus the natural lakes, especially with those gobies up there. That's so right. Gobies don't have a swim bladder, right? So they're always on the bottom. They're always on the bottom. And, and I can tell you this, the... The gobies make those smallmouth feed different. Like um, smallmouth on the Great Lakes, smallmouth uh, on Lake St. Clair, those fish feed down. Yeah. Um, it's very, I'm not going to say you can't go up there and get a topwater bite, but it is very, very tough to get a topwater bite versus like when you go to Lake Champlain, um, topwater is a staple up there. You know, right. you kind of got my, my favorite bait to throw up there is a spook. And it's just a spook or, or a reaction innovations vixen, whichever one you got. Um, they bite them both, but it um, you know it's kind of it's two different two different things. Way you know one's way different than the other is what I'm trying to say. Is that because of the forage? It is. Um, so what? So so there aren't any gobies in Champlain? No, not to my well, I, not to my knowledge, there aren't any. Champlain's not connected to the Great Lakes. Right, it's a Finger Lake, right? More or less. So, but Champlain, the main forge up there, is some perch. kind of okay. It's perch, perch and Alwise. And Alwise, okay. Yep. Champlain's a lot deeper too, right? Yeah, Champlain's way. You know, it's 130 foot deep in places where, like places like Saint Clair, everybody thinks about the Great Lakes. Well, they think about how deep it is. Well, Saint Clair's not deep. The deepest place in St. Clair is probably 35 to 40 feet, and that's in the shipping channel. Right. Um, you know, that's most generally up there in the summertime, you're going to fish uh, 17 to 20 feet deep. Right. And that's, you know, that's pretty much the deepest spot actually that's actually in the lake, not counting the shipping channel. Got you. I was to say, when I went up there with you, we got to fish the Canadian side then. Yes, we did. Um but uh, I threw top water for a day and a half because you could see that cabbage over there. Yeah. I never got a bite on it. And then after you caught, I don't know, the sixth or seventh four pounder on a uh, <laughs> on a spine bait, I decided that I would put the top water away. Um, yeah, that spy bait. That spy bait's a pretty cool little deal too. You know, I, I thought we would see that play a little bit this week, and it didn't. I'm not saying nobody threw it, but. Uh, um, that was never on TV. 
The spy bait was wasn't. But never. I, I didn't see it. I didn't get to watch a whole lot. But um, I guess we should talk about who won. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess we can. So uh, I don't know the guy. What is it? Uh, Bill. Bill Wilder. Wilder. He is. Uh, he's from somewhere in Alabama. I'm not exactly sure where. I, I watched his interview. Um, I thought it was pretty cool how he said. Uh, how he said he found it. Um, they said he was an old man and he was running across the lake first day in practice. Apparently it was cold up there one day. It was uh, it was in the low 60s the first two days of practice. The third day of practice it was 58 degrees that morning. Yeah, so... Uh, it's kind of cool. So he said he got cold. So he decided to pull over and uh, put his gear on and, and warm back up. And he, yeah. just, he just decided to stand up and fish because he was cold. Right. And he drifted across the spot and caught 26 pounds in, in like six, eight drops. Well, that's how you want to do it. And uh, I guess he camped there what the a, entire time. Those two questions. Um, oh. So I, I thought it was cool. You know, he, he's a, I guess, a lesser unknown. I guess he's getting ready to be known, really be known. Yeah. Because um, we had, uh, I guess, a, what was that two or three weeks ago we had Palinic on here we asked about making a check on every one or win one and if you look at Bill's stats this year he hadn't been doing real well yeah he struggled a little bit but, too but according to Palinic he's about to get uh, bombarded with interviews and questions and you name it because well, and, and you know really that's, that's what as professional fishermen that's what we all need you know you need everybody says man I know you get tired of doing this tired of doing that no you really don't because you need people to to ask questions. You right. need people to be interested. You know, it's like, it's like I tell people all the time. Without fans, whether you're, whether, sport, whether you're watching baseball, whether you're watching the NFL, hockey, whatever it may be, without fans, it doesn't matter how good you are at anything. Right. And, and, you know, people, you need to do things to keep people interested. And, uh, you know, I think by Bill winning that tournament, is somebody that wasn't really expected. Nobody really talked about him. Um, I think it's good for fishing. I mean, we you didn't know, hear his name all week until right. the final day. Yeah, all you hear is Corey and Chris Johnson. And Yeah, I was know, a little perturbed about that. My yeah. dad actually called me. My dad, he's been sick, so he uh, he got to watch the whole thing. Right. And he was pretty ticked off that Shane, our, our local buddy, Shane, Shane Hugh, Hugh, he never got was, in. Was in the top ten all week. Yeah, and, pound out of first place. And they and never, never even hardly mentioned him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's uh, it's aggravating to uh, to see that when somebody, you know, I think anybody that makes the top ten in one of the Bassmaster events or Major League Fishing or, or whatever it may be, you know, the guys the guys that are uh, that are doing the commentating stuff, they ought to recognize everybody, not right. just not just the ones that are on there more than more than others. Well, there's plenty of time to fill. I think they could have six or six to eight hours or whatever it is live. Yes, yeah, eight, eight, eight hours stuff. a day of live. So and there's then plenty with, of time uh, to fill. Yep, and then with uh, with ESPN two, you know, I heard them talking that they said, um, I think since ESPN two has came on with us this year, that they have reached uh, ten million viewers. Holy cow! Yeah, over over the first five tournaments. Well, I've been one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's good. I mean, it's good for us to get to get that uh, that recognition. You know, people so, people that are. Uh, so I'll let you in on a little secret. Uh, 
if if you didn't get to watch it because you had to work, if you download the ESPN app and you can log into it for free, you yeah. can go watch the old, uh, the recorded live replays on there. Oh yeah, yeah. So since there's literally nothing to watch on TV, <laughs> I know I watched well, Yellowstone last night. That was the only thing I like. When I go to bed at night, the last, <laughs> Andy Griffith, the last. The last five I nights. Like Mandy too. Uh, well, what is it, Monday? So I, I was watching the day behind going to bed. That's why I don't know much about it because I, I fall asleep pretty quickly after putting uh, two kids to bed. Um, there are a few more questions on here. So David uh, Colbert wants to know if there's if there's largemouth at St. Clair. Yes, they there are. They are lots of largemouth at St. Clair. They just they're not as big as a smallmouth, so they don't. You know, then they don't ever really get targeted. Um, I've seen people up there fishing for them before, but it never, never in a tournament. They're just they run so much smaller than than a smallmouth that uh, you know, like I said, nobody bothers them. Gotcha. Well, if I drove eleven hours again, I don't think I'd go fishing for. Yeah, we're not going fishing for largemouth. Um, and then Aaron Warner wants to know the conditions for a spy bait. So I can tell you what it was when I was up there, <laughs> and then I want you to debunk it because you had a little bit more experience with it. But from what I've seen, if the wind blows and stuff like that, then then you can catch them pretty much any way you want. Yep. But when it slicks off and gets tough, because yep. smallmouth are such sight feeders, is when that spy bait really shines. Is that's that, exactly is that right. right. That's okay. exactly right. The so slick, you know, the slick conditions, and I think that's probably why you didn't really see it um, on live this week. You know, the wind blew enough to to keep things moving between that and the boat traffic. Yeah. You know, it, it was enough to keep things moving, and, and people didn't have to throw the spy bait. Right. And me personally, I, I'm not the guy that has to throw the spy bait. I like to throw it. I, I want to throw it. It's a fun bite. It is, but it's um, like hooking a, it's like hooking a tuna on a it ultra is. Light. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, and for and for guys that you know that had never really experienced a spy bait bite, it um, you know, it's not just a smallmouth bait. Um, spotted bass like it, largemouth yeah. like it. It um, oh, man, it's just a, it's a different type of fishing. You already said the cuss word once. Which one? Spotted, spotted bass? bass. Yeah. We we'll talk about it in a little bit. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. As we get, segue, Shane's gonna get next. mad. We, on, we I'm, I'm gonna keep Shane at bay tonight. That's why I'm gonna put you in the middle. I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep him at bay tonight. <laughs> oh man. Oh, well, Chris says uh, Larry. That's Shane's dad. Shane's dad. Yeah. Said his main spot didn't have any service. So ah, okay. I hate that. I, I uh, yeah. Shane's good on camera. He, he, uh, yeah. He did. Uh, Larry is his granddaddy. I thought. That's right. Larry is his granddaddy. I'm <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So, <laughs> sorry, Troy. <laughs> Troy. Yeah, Troy changed that. <laughs> Sorry, Troy. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> <Just> was, <laughs> that's right. Shane, you're on every commercial. 45 right? minutes of live is Shane's commercial. Jody. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it, man. Hey, Champion Power Equipment has been so great to me. I wish they'd put me on there for an hour and 45 minutes. Well, it plays on ESPN every break. <laughs> that's it good. does every break. That's so good. It, that's so what it, we like. It got 10 million viewers. Heck yeah. They'd probably turn it off. I, I, hope, I, hope they, <laughs> I hope they sell every generator, power inverter. Well, with all these hurricanes uh, coming in the Gulf. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, I hope they sell everything we got out of Bass Pro Shop, Tractor Supply, online. Let's... Uh, uh, you know, let's sell it all. That's what that's what we're. Uh, I got a feeling. I just pulled up a second ago. I pulled up the weather service. Um, 
I got a feeling the southeast is in for a little bit of a ride this week. I'm going to get some rain. Yeah. I thought it was going the other way. Nope. It goes on land like this, and then it hooks back and comes straight up through us. Oh, really? Yes, sir. It'll be gone by then. Wow. It'll be gone by the weekend. So, so we're getting corrected. So Daryl Stewart said Jay Yellis actually did throw a spy bait. I, I did not see I it. didn't see that either. But, I, but seen Jay, I seen Jay whacking her hind in on that white chatterbait, though. Yeah. What the so, world? It took a hard right, didn't it? That's like taking a 90. So we, we're, these anyway. questions are rolling in here. Good. Uh, Bring them on. Let's see here. Derek Lilly, yep, Jay, he did show up. They will bite other stuff. He was actually catching on chatterbait, and he even busted out the old original standby old spinner bait. Those chartreuse yeah. spinnerbait with chartreuse blades. I don't think blades. it was chartreuse, but Davey Hyatt was was going down memory lane hard on that stuff. Apparently, he's fished the same. I spot. think it was the exact same spot. The yeah. way the way they were talking. Um, uh, Steve Eldridge did dragging a jig or throwing a Carolina rig coming to play at all. So I. I I don't think it does up there because they got that sand grass, right? Yeah, Steve, I did. I drug a Carolina rig and practice a good bit, and I caught some fish doing that. But um, there again, man, when that wind, it's kind of like Steve. The Steve, I'm gonna tell you this because you'll understand what I'm talking about. It's kind of like when they have no current in the river up there where you're at. When Where's they don't Steve have from? any, huh? Where's Steve? He from? lives at the St. Lawrence. Okay. He he actually lives in Messina, but um. When, you know, when you don't have any current up there, there's no water movement. Well, when the wind blows out of the south on St. Clair, it blows against the current. Well, it stops the current flow. Same principle. So that's kind of what happened to my Carolina rig deal, too. And, um, you know, I had to go drop shotting, and that's whatever. whatever. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> Well, I, I figured dragging the Carolina rig and all that sand grass get wadded up on it. I figured, you know, that's why I, I figured that's why a drop shot works better on St. Clair. You know, the thing, the thing about dragging the Carolina rig up there is it does get some grass on it, but here's here's how I combated that. I was taking and tying like a seven-foot leader and using a heavy sinker. Man, how'd that, you do that? Threw it on an eight-foot rod. I had to get some help. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, you can't pull seven feet out. I mean, well, you, you, just drop, you just drop it over the side and count it oh, off. Okay. Right. You, you can it. count that high? Yeah. All right. Oh, Dylan. Dylan. No, sir. I haven't touched the golf club in six months. He's scared. I'm not scared. I just got a <laughs> bum shoulder, and I, I can't play the game there I like again, to play. Excuses, excuses. Well, you know what you could do? Come on. Let's go tomorrow. No, you know I got what, my kids. You know what you could do instead of swinging club if your shoulder hurts that bad? You could shoot a shotgun. I could. <laughs> I could. You could? I, I very well could, but I've got – Nothing to prove out there. I don't want to prove anything out there. <laughs> Dylan said it looks like he shot 96. Yep. <laughs> I, I, that was on the front nine. That, that probably could be the case. Wait a minute. Is he talking about golf or is he talking about shotguns? Because I did shoot a 96. Dylan said he'll go tomorrow. Come on, Dylan. Let's go. I'm ready. Man, you suck. <laughs> My mom said I can't play golf. You may not play <laughs> golf. You may not play golf. <laughs> no. Mama says. Got him. No. She, she, know, she knows what I'm dealing with right now. Oh goodness, that's hilarious right there. Anyway, what what's the other questions we got in there? No, well, you summed uh, them up. No, Jody says he's going. He's thinking of buying one. Jody, oh, go God. get you one. Jody, you can't throw it on twenty five pound fluorocarbon in a bait caster. Do what? <laughs> he's talking about buying a spy bait. I think no oh. generator. Oh, generator. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, generator. We're gonna sell some. Generator. I can tell you this. I know Jody pretty hey, well. well. He's too. not talking about a spy bait. I do too. That's why. I didn't think he was going to throw this my face. Mm. Oh. oh, man. Work, brother. Mm. 
David don't wear work boots. Man, you had to put on a pair of work boots in about two years. <laughs> David moved to the office job a long time ago. I, I got promoted to office staff. Promoted. Promoted or demoted after you blew something up? I, I haven't blown Did you anything blow up. up. No, I have not blown anything up. In a while? Yeah. No, I have, I have not. Okay. The worst I've done is cut a Comporium line with a ditch witch, but the only I'll thing, fix that. The only thing you blow up are baitcaster reels? That's it. <laughs> Boy. And I'm pretty good at it, as everyone well knows. Yes, sir. That has been documented. <laughs> but you know what? What's that? Still got that belt. That's you right. You do have that belt. That's right. Where Still have that belt. That belt is currently in the back window of my truck. I need to bring it in, in here. the back window? Yeah, it's set up there I so I can see it every time I drive down the road. hang it up back here behind us since you're never going to get us a logo. I'm no, I'm working on the logo. I did. Talk. How long does it take to draw? I mean, it's not about drawing it. Now I'm getting it cut. Get me a sharpie. I'll just draw it up there. Yeah. No, Lord. <laughs> Wall <of> Stick <laughs> figure. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, all right. So. All right. What else we got to talk about? Spotted right, so, bass well, at some on. point. Okay. Hold okay. okay. There. So but that's everybody's here series, for that. I know. Can't just jump all around though. We're still talking about all the national stuff. So. Toyota Lake Erie, right? Was that a blowout? I Kurt didn't Mitchell see. blasted him. Did he blast him? He blasted him. And he's leading today, right? And then he went to the FLW Championship started today, and he blasted him there. As an understatement. Lap the field? Yeah, he has he has doubled second place. Last time I looked, he had like 100 and... I don't know, twelve or fourteen pounds. It was something. Uh, it was something ridiculous. He has about a fifty some odd pound lead on everybody. And it's all right. So fifty something pound lead. Just for everybody that's not watching, that is uh, they're fishing MLF format for this, right? I'm gonna pause you guys right now, Nick Williams. That will not happen. Period. End of story. No questions asked. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, tell us how you really feel. I'm just saying. <laughs> they're uh, they're fishing MLF format, right? For yes, they are. Okay. Yep. Is, is anybody going to qualify for MLF out of this? Or I, they I didn't, I didn't look they are supposedly on a two year average for the the okay, top ten. So, all right, so it don't matter this year then. Yeah, well, it matters. Well, it matters. For it next matters. Year. It matters going into next year. Here's here's a question I'm gonna pose right now. Will there be an MLF moving forward? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, I, I'm just going to tell you. The, I'm, all that stuff we heard. The, the, fishing, the fishing industry needs major league fishing. Just like they need, the fishing industry needs Bassmasters. All right. And FLW and potentially the National Professional Fishing League. That, well, that's what, I, now granted, I mean, I've seen some of the names pop up on the National Professional Fishing League. And, I mean, I, you know what? I know... At least one of them personally. Well, we should mm-hmm. get him in here and talk about the stories going to fish. We need to do that. We talking about Chris Canute? Yeah. We need to get Chris in here and talk about it. Okay. Let's do I mean, it. I mean, we we might try that. I mean, it ain't no different but, than talking about the I mean, but No, I mean, that's what I'm doing. I mean, that's what we want to do. We want to bring it to everybody. Everything fishing. I mean, it's Sometimes the, everything golfing, too. <laughs> <laughs> Shotguns. <laughs> Who knows what's next? But No, I mean, really, truly, like, you get in, you fill out an application, and you get this, you're approved because we like you. I mean, because is the resume there? I don't know what their I mean, qualifications I, are. Just I, like Major League what? Fishing, when they when they 
you know they, what? They took theirs. I think that it would be uh, great questions for Chris. Yeah. Let's get him in here. I got his number. I'll call him. All right. Call him up. I'll Dylan call wishes him. his MLF style always said. I still think it would have beat him. Yeah, I think you would have too. I don't know for sure, Dylan. I'm not. Well, he was just, catching one pounders. I he mean, would have had to have caught six more one pounders. But here's the problem: MLF style is two pounds. It is now. So technically, he had one fish that would have weighed. Yeah, he would have had, had one. one fish that would have weighed. No, he no, had every one of my fish a, was over he two. He had pounds. a two and a half, one pushing three, and then that the biggest dumb five and a half pounder in the lake. Hey man. They ain't, they ain't got to be smart. They just got to nah, be big. Nah, not, they just got to get in the box. I don't, I, I don't care. They just got to get them in the box. Anyway, Jason hey. Lamb, when's a nobody going to get a shot at that belt? Jason? It's uh, open. It's open, bud. If you would like to uh, challenge Dave. Hey. All right, so let's go to the rules again. Let your conscience be your guide. Uh, let's go to the rules again. All right. So <laughs> be careful what you wish and, for. And hang on. Before open. you go any further, Dylan, just so you know, I saw your comment about your house wasn't big enough for the belt anyway. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, buddy. That belt's got a lot of a lot of weight on it right now. <laughs> I mean. I know. We made it. I, my, my kids made it. I'm aware. It's just, it's got, there's a lot to it. I mean, it's got some, it's are got, you saying there's a lot of ink on the back of it? It's got some there's, cool signatures on the back. There's some signatures and some. I mean, I'm just saying. Two le- two legends and, and one soon to be legend. Ain't that way you put it? Future the legend. next the next legend. The next legend. Yeah. Legend, I don't know. Legend killer is that what you have all fallen victims. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> my wife used that term. My kids use that term once or twice, but What's I'm that? not taking any part of that. I will not wear that title. Which one? Legend, legend killer. killer. Oh. That's uh, Randy Orton. Randy Orton was a legend killer. He was. What? Who? Randy oh. Orton. I don't even know who that is. You should be shot. I mean, I'm sorry. Is it if it's got to do with wrestling? I'm See, out. you there know you who he is. I don't. I mean, I just I don't do wrestling. Sorry, guys. The best or the or best wrestling. Day. There you wrestling. go. Hey, you know we were t- we were talking about doing a thing about people coming in talking about the podcast. There you go. There we go. There you go. Right there. Come in to come in to Rusty Hooks between tomorrow and, and next Monday. Mention the legend killer Randy Orton. What they gonna get? 10% off your order. There you go. 10% off. So Those, if I spend $1,000 and that's $100. Save 100 bucks. That's there right. There you go. All right. You when's remember it, that? When, Somebody comes here and starts talking you about might have to, You might have to text it to me or something because <laughs> I'll forget. Wait a minute. When does it start? <laughs> tomorrow. I'll be in tomorrow. So tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying there would be, yeah, there, that is right. 100% fact, sir. Jason Land, you are correct. Yep. But Jason, Jason, remember the rules. The rule is you must fish David under his terms uh, and conditions. His terms and conditions. Wherever <laughs> David wants to go, whenever he wants to go, that's when you got to go. So you remember that. <laughs> Dylan, yes. Nacho Nacho Libre. Libre. yes. <laughs> that's right, Dylan. Come on over here. He will wear his mask and his put cape the, next I'll, week. I'll put the flying taco on you. <laughs> mm. Best line in wrestling I ever heard is in my favorite 30 for 30. Which Nature one? Boy. Oh, Lord. 260 pounds. <laughs> Twisted steel and sex appeal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. my gosh. That's awesome. you got to say it with the lisp and everything. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
The man I can dream, Dusty Rose. Dusty Rose. <laughs> Son mm. of a plumber. Mm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Jason Lance says he's got plenty of vacation. Uh. Well, okay, Jason. Now, you got the easy part done. I'm just going to ask you are, you, are you going to freaking challenge him or what? <laughs> Dylan says he doesn't want to be anywhere near your taco. <laughs> You liked it the first time. God. Wow. <laughs> All right. Now. You went 260. Back, is that where back, mine came from? No, we, we went past that. <laughs> he would not pass away. All right. Now. Hold on now. Let's let's go. Let's stop messing with Dylan here. All right. Jason Land, is that a challenge? We'll wait. Yeah. While we're waiting. Uh, let's talk about Randy Orton. I, hey, I met him in the airport one time. Did you really? Is he as big as he looks? He's huge. I'm going to check out on you guys if you guys go down the wrestling road. Hey, Dude, man, if you didn't watch wrestling growing up, you man, missed out. Hey, I'm going to tell you, the two things I looked forward to was when the NWA <laughs> came, gone. came to Park Center in uh, in Charlotte when I was a kid. My dad, my dad, his two uncles, and myself, we were there. I seen them all growing up. Front row. Man, I, I seen a woman pull a gun on Greg Valentine one time because he was uh, – let me take that back. She pulled a gun on Roddy Piper because he had Greg – he had Greg Valentine down choking him and she was going to help him. <laughs> <laughs> How did that oh, end man. for her? Man, she wound up in the pokey pokey. Look at that. Look, there's my line. My my neighbor put it in there. Well, so I can't see it. Two hundred sixty pounds of twisted steel. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh, all right. Looks like Jason has uh, challenged. Uh oh. You know what he's got in his profile picture? A fish. A fish choking on a buzz bait. You're screwed. Uh. <laughs> uh. <Dang>. Mm. <laughs> all right, Jason. You uh, guess what? You are officially the next challenger. Now it's up to David to to decide when and where. And uh, you just save one of them vacation days there, pal. You, you know what's sad? This what's is that? sad. Other than Tennessee, I've not been fishing since you and I. Well, we did our little live thing. But other than that, Tennessee? I've not been. That wasn't really fishing. Yeah, that's about, we forgot about that. Well, we went up uh, and whacked on a couple right. stripers. for. Yeah, he went up there with that's Big right. Head Johnson. Johnson. All right, Jason Land, tune in next week or bring your happy little rear end down here next week and we'll uh, nail this down. There we go. We oh. might have a guest down here next Jason, week. Jason, can you make it here next week? Jason's at Baden, right? Jason lives in Concord, I think, Canapolis. Okay. Now I just got to think about what to do. Jane wants to go back to St. Clair. <laughs> Dang right, I'm pissed off at him. <laughs> hmm. All right. So, cover the national stuff. The 1v1. Got the 1v1. I just got dumped off my own podcast here. I don't know what happened. <laughs> we kicked uh, you off. I got deleted. Won't announce the winner yet? Yeah. yeah he was that. on here just a second. He let's may still that. be here. Is he still on here? Josh Gooder, you still on here? All right, so let let's let's talk about just make sure everybody knows what's going on. So That's we got right. we got a post on our Facebook page. We were at like nine hundred and sixty likes or something like that, and we, we made a post said, "Hey, like this post, share this post, like our page, drop a comment so we get you counted." 
and when we hit a thousand likes we're going to uh, start not one week of giveaways but five five weeks okay so it didn't take long nope apparently they like Shane's personality <laughs> so I think within like uh, the next morning when I got up I think we were at that like a thousand and eight overnight yeah, that's okay? good so thank you guys for that thank you all very much so keep coming to keep celebrate, the likes and the shares and all that good stuff David's worked with Carl Carson who is one of your suppliers, right? That's correct. Okay. Distributor. Who's distributors. Spro, Gamakatsu, Big Bites, Sunline, Denali, Afco. Afco. All right. So and a few it other so it's, things. It's Afco, uh, Big Bite, Big Bite, Spro, um, Sunline, and Gamakatsu are the five in there. Plus, right. Rusty Hooks is going to throw something. Oh, you're going to throw something in there? Yeah. That's going to be a surprise. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. All awesome. right. So. The catch to it is, all right, so this is only one week, all right? So if you're watching and you have not liked our page, liked and shared that post, go find it right now, like it and share it, because we got four more weeks of giveaways, all right? And there's some good things in here. There was one of those cards I was trying to steal. It's a 50% off. Pro deal card. Pro deal card from AFCO. So if you spend $10,000 at AFCO, it only costs 5000 bucks. There's, there's no limit to it. That's awesome. So... Thank you, Carl, for that. And while we're thanking people, how about all these drinks we got laying around here and yep. all the cookies and stuff y'all been eating? I know. Scott McGinnis. Bo's Scott Quick Stop. Bo's Quick Stop uh, in Shelby. That's Is uh, it Highway 8? Uh, eight, 18. I I don't know, remember exactly where it's at. Give me a second. I'll it's find it for Highway 18. Josh Good's on here. Just outside, of, just outside of Blacksburg. Shelby. Shelby. Yep. That's Blacksburg, Shelby. Yep. Bowling Springs area. So, That's right. So he's, uh, he's helping us out with some snacks. And Jason Land, you'll probably get some of those in the 1v1. That's right. Yep. He's going to sponsor us for that stuff, too. But so. but I but I would suggest, Jason, that you didn't eat any of that stuff. You're very concentrated on fishing. I'm just saying. There's Josh Good right there. Yeah. Is that how you say his last name? Good? Yeah. Good. Good. Like you were saying. Just call him Josh. Josh. Yeah. All right. So, Josh, congratulations. You are the winner, sir. You are the winner of You're the, the first, first winner week. of, of this week. week. So you need to bring your hind in by Rusty Hooks and, and pick mention up your stuff. Randy Orton. You and don't forget to mention Randy Orton to get 10% off anything, anything else in the store. That's right. So You didn't have again. to reiterate for him. I mean, it hey. could have been just one of them surprise, surprise. Again. No, man, he's, I, uh, he's already down here nickel and diamond me all the time. That's all right. <laughs> and I was going to get an extra 10% out of it. Yeah. If he, can, if he can beat you up on something and then get 10 more percent off, I mean, I can't blame him for trying. Nah, hey, so explain I that. got him pretty good the other day. <laughs> Don't worry about it. up here. What's that? Uh, the bag, the, the yellow bag. Yellow bag? Yeah, so explain that. So after You had to ask me to explain it. Oh. Don't get up. David ain't got no pants on. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's sitting close to Brandon. Tonight. That that sir is a lie. I am fully clothed. <laughs> so what is that? I don't Dude, know. What are you doing? That's you. I David didn't do Warner it. Seventy four. What is that? Yeah, I don't know. I have no Danny idea. Gibson likes it though. <laughs> Whatever seventy four is. I have no idea. Is that oh, like, you know what? <laughs> Sorry guys, I hit a button on my computer. Is that like the water boy when he? Number 62, 62, 62. <laughs> Speaking of the water boy, Bushy. I love my mama. Now you know that. Bushy was on here a little bit ago. Bobby Boucher. Bobby Boucher was on here a little bit ago. Where's Rabies? He's still on here. Yeah, oh boy. 
All right, I'm getting off track. Sorry. Yeah. All right, so Josh, come come get your stuff. Um, and like I got I got a big post. surprise for you, little buddy. Come on. Like and share our post, and uh, get entered in for the next four weeks of giveaways. That's right. Josh, you don't get to Josh, win again. Josh, you are now ineligible. So uh, is Mama. Got, the hey, Mama's ineligible. Hey, I got a I got a text from uh, from Chris Knute said he would love to come talk about. It. Okay, that'd be great. All right, we'll Chris. Chris uh, I'll get up with you, and we will get a. Um, when you want to do that? Well, we got a couple weeks. We got. You're gonna next be here for week, a while, right? Next week, Jason's gonna try to make it. The week after that, we have special guest William Frazier, assuming he doesn't get called out of town, to continue the deliberation and segue into spotted bass on Lake Norman. I don't care if they're on Lake Norman. I'll tell you what. I look, mean, it's it's coming to all the lake. I just don't want them on Lake Norman. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> we could have. Uh, we're diving. We're diving into that now. We can have what? We could have uh, we could have Jason and Chris on here next week. All right, let's do let's do that. All right. Can well, I be? Can I call out sick? Just, just in, do I have that option? I sure. think you already did number seventy four. Yeah, yeah, whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so spotted bass. Oh God. All right, I'm gonna dive into this. Wait, um, hold on a second. I'm a. I I'm got a lot to say right here. Get biological on these guys. I'm a, I got a lot to say about this. So is this the Coosa River spotted bass, the Kentucky spotted bass, well, or the cursed Alabama bass? And what's the difference? Because I don't know. They all, they're all spotted bass to me. Well, I can tell you this. What is in Lake Norman and Wiley is the Coosa River spot. I didn't think they were. It's yeah. been it's we, been we genetically have, proven. We have Coosa River spots and Alabama spots. We do not have the Kentucky spotted bass. The Kentucky spotted bass gets about, about the size bottle. of that drink bottle right there. Well, now, I can tell you this: the ones that I've caught on the Coosa River are a lot meaner than the ones that are in Lake Norman. Well, uh, the ones you catch on the river, of course, are going to be you know meaner, stronger than a than a reservoir fish. Yeah. They got shoulders on them, while Logan yeah. Martin. They do that. They do that. They, they will legitimately, legitimately rip a chatterbait yeah. out of your hand. They're pretty you mad at it when they bite my it. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty mad at it when they bite it, but it's cool. I, I like it. Well, I can tell you this: there's been a lot of rumors, a lot of myths. There's been a lot of statements made by individuals about this. Spots are not all bad. Okay. Just mostly. I mean, again, do they take over fishery? Sure. When you take a lake like Lake Norman, break it down, look at it. It's not a largemouth fishery. Lake Norman is, it's it, it is a. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Lake Norman it would be a premier spotted bass lake because it has all the things spotted bass like. The only thing it's lacking for that is bait. Yes. One hundred percent. Argue if you want. It lacks bait to be that. It will always. Lake Norman has always been short of bait, even through, I don't think the state has ever stocked any bait in there, but I know back in the day... They stocked plenty of stuff in there to eat it. They, yeah, yeah. Mm, David Williams. Yeah. You guys got, you guys got, we're going to have a 1v1, you versus him. Yeah, we're going to do that. I think you should just have a smack talk. Anyway, Wrestling so... match. 
Yes, Chris Marshall. I agree. It needs herring. Chris, herring, herring would help Chris, a lot. It, ha- it has herring in it. Well, a lot more than it has. Lots of herring. Lots of herring. <laughs> I agree with you, Chris. Hey, I'm down for it. Now, well, I will that's what say, makes Lanier so good. That's I mean, exactly, Lanier, that's Lanier exactly right. and Norman set up very similar. Now, the only look, the only difference is the trees. Norman yeah. don't have the trees. That's Everything right. else is exactly the same. But you know what? You can go put all kinds of brush, and if you want to work at that, you can make that happen. That's easy to do. But you can't put, I mean, you're not going to go put bait in unless the state allows you to put bait in. And then, yes, Mark Silverthorne, it has plenty of largemouth in it. The problem is, is if you look at largemouth fisheries across the country, where the best largemouth bags are coming from, hands down, what ingredient do they have that Norman does not have? There's one ingredient. It's grass. Yep. Norman does not have grass. There's nor not, will it ever have grass. Nor will it ever have grass. No, that's not what. Unless, unless you can get the state to buy into it, the homeowners to buy into it, no, and everybody jump no, on board. No. For Lake Norman to ever have anything, such as any kind of aquatic vegetation, Duke Power has to be on board because that's the main reason that it doesn't. They well, say it clogs their turbines and this, that, and the other. And it's and when it gets right down to the nitty-gritty, it's their lake. And they can do what they want to do with it. Whether we like it, whether we don't like it, that, that's just facts. Now, so the only way to change it is just cut your power off, right? No, the only, the, the only way to change it, really <laughs> and truly, is to go to the political side of it and get the politic side of it changed to where Duke doesn't have a choice but to allow X amount of grass to grow in the creeks where it doesn't affect their turbines period now, now i thought from that thing that they hosted up there now not too long ago, i thought that they were on board for some kind of a bank grass just they, as long as it's not on the main lake they are again there's been conversations had to that extent and you know that, I, I can tell you down here i know we're talking about lake norman but i can tell you down here the problem with this lake is the amount of pressure it gets we don't have real good spawns down here I no. can't tell you. When I was a kid, you could come down here, and you could you could blast fry garters. But this lake doesn't have natural cover for the fish to hide. There's well, no laydowns. It used to have a ton of laydowns. It did before, and and now you can't. This I bet you in the past five or six years I've been fishing out here in the post pond. I bet you I've seen ten balls of fry. Yeah, and you know what I and saw? And they're getting demolished by brim. That's, and perch. Yeah. But anyways, back to Lake Norman. Uh, I agree with everything you're saying. I I do not. Um, I do not. Well, I don't really have an opinion on spotted bass because they, I like to catch fish. Listen, spotted just, bass have made like Lake Norman what they fish. are. Uh, <laughs> please, please don't fish Lake, Lake Norman. Norman. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Chuck. All of you stay home. Um, I mean, so Shane, you've been on Lake Norman for no offense, but a lot longer than not, than we have. And you were there for when it was the quote when, unquote, when it, dead sea, and it right? was the dead sea period. Um, and a lot, and a lot of these guys that are doing all this complaining and stuff now, not all of them. I'll go ahead and call his name, Michael Fox. He's been he's been around as long as I have, and he he knows he knows what it used to be like, right? You know, and. Guys, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, it truly was the Dead Sea. If you if you had nine to ten pounds in a tournament, 
you had a legitimate shot to win. If you caught 11 pounds, you had a lock at it. I, I never will forget Wendy's. Wendy's restaurants used to put on a tournament every year, and I got the trophy at home for this. We finished, myself and Anthony Johnson, you know, everybody knows us. He's my partner uh, in fishing. <laughs> um, had to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> we, w- Wendy's had that tournament. It was a 10-bass limit. We finished second. We had, There was two 10-bass limits weighed in. The winner, who was David Anderson, had 10 fish for 21 pounds. Anthony so 10 two-pounders. Anthony and myself finished second with a 10-fish limit that weighed 14 pounds. Wow. And that's, okay, if you guys want to go back to that, yeah, he'll kill them all. Because that's what you're going to get. Here's, here's live bait. But I, <laughs> again, I'm, I'm going to interject here. The whole comments that we've seen people try to debate and say, oh, we didn't say it, we said it, whatever, about killing all the spots. Killing spots is fine. Take them home and eat them. Don't throw them up on the bank. Because spots do, they multiply quite a bit. They spawn a little bit earlier in largemouth. They spawn a little bit deeper. And the fry acts differently. So... If you want to eat spots, eat spots. Yeah, I, I have. But don't I, just throw them up on the bank. And I'm not saying that that was said or not said. I mean, there was a big, long post I read today saying that that was not the case. Okay, if you want to stock F1s, that's fine. But put your money in a better suited area than stocking F1s. Try to get them to stock bait. Try to get them to put grass in the creeks. Use the money to go further the fishery. And not just try to put a Band-Aid on the big problem. So, here, so here's a good question Chris Marshall poses. And I can answer Chris's I question. I can't see it. What is it? It says, why does Watery get water willow and none of the other Catawba lakes? Watery is the last lake on the chain to become populated. Okay, so Shane, you've been down Watery. I've been down Watery. You've been down Watery. Yeah. Every year, there's X amount of grass that the homeowners kill. They don't want it in front of their house. They have a problem with it. So they go out there and pull it up with rakes. Technically, that's illegal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and if they get caught doing it, there's some pretty hefty fines involved in that. But watery in the last five years, is they've had a lot of houses down there. Yeah. So it's going to continue to be a problem for the homeowners. The guys that fish watery love it. I love it. You love it. We all love yeah. going down there fishing grass because it's semi-close to home, and you can catch a mega bag at Watery. Well, the thing about it is, is, is Water Willow also is present in a lot of the Yakin Lakes. Yeah, it is. You know, it's in it's in uh, Tuckertown. It's in Baden. Um, and I fished Baden more this year than I ever have in my life. And you can go down there when it's hot and nasty and all that stuff, and you can't get a bite anywhere else. You can go down there. And fish that grass and catch some fish. I mean, if nothing else, at least you're having fun, you know. And and that's the reason with the bulls, you know, when it comes down to it, that's the reason we all do this. It's fun. We like doing it. Shane, you need to go. You need to go read all these. Comments. I can see them. It's over. I can see them. <laughs> I got I, somehow again. I got kicked off the comment. I mean, I, can't, I can see them. Oh, it's all good. Your week, I'm, I'm, your, I'm glad I'm giving people something to talk about. Your week coming up is going to be busy. It's okay. No problem. <laughs> I mean, I tried to nip it in the bud, but it didn't work. Too late. You, you, you hesitated. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> wow. 
Josh, I'm glad there'll be a meme and I won't be involved in it. <laughs> mm. Well, no, I mean, again, like I said, man, Michael Fox is trying to do the right thing. I'm not going to, I'm not going to squash his dream. I mean, I'm all for making a fishery better. uh, Carl's on here. And, um, I just think that you really got to give some real thought into what you're trying to do. Are you trying to solve the problem? Are you just trying to put a bandaid on it? Cause here's the, you put fingerling F ones in there. What's going to happen? The hybrids, the hybrids are going to eat them. So, so are the spots, and the the spots will too. So, again, let's really think it through before you take all this money that you've raised. Congratulations for raising so much money. That's awesome. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad there's people that care about fisheries that much. But step back and look at the big picture, and be cautious of what you're doing with the money people are entrusting you with. Yep. So that eggs not on your face down the road. Well, well, I can tell you this: any kind of private stocking program or whatever, if you don't have a biologist helping you, nothing's going. I mean, well, we, it, no, we aren't. We aren't. We don't know. No. <laughs> well, we really we, don't. we know everything we're talking about is opinions. We, we don't know. We know about a fish tank. I know lots I mean, about fish. Tanks. I'm just saying, if if you if you treat a lake as a fish tank, how many fish can you put in your fish tank? Uh, it depends. Exactly. But so every every lake. So while you're talking about that, so every lake, like fish tanks. Um, Mike Langford, that is true, except for watery. Whoa, hold on a minute. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, there's plenty of stocking programs going on. They all got lines on them. Yeah. They've stocked hybrids, and and you know, for us as bass fishermen, that's that's not what we want. But the problem the problem with that is, the guys. Um, they implemented, uh, I think it's a five or six year stocking program, and uh, it's here to stay. Yeah, it's here to stay. We're never going to get rid of the hybrids. I, I went back and watched the tape thing of that, and that was the first thing I talked about was trying to stop that. And they just, it's here to stay. There's exactly. too many. There's too many well, wealthy there's, homeowners. There's a lot of that, people backing that that we don't know about. That's exactly right. And uh, and they told us they they flat out <laughs> said it in that meeting and said this is the first time that bass fishermen have ever united as a united front and have come to us for help. It's always yeah, been, that's great. It's always I been, wish I could have been there. It's always been sit down. It's been a shouting session as opposed to trying to that's trying right. to actually fix something. And and that that goes back to why we're going to have we're we hope hopefully going to have uh, William Fraser on here and um, you know I personally have some questions with him because. I don't agree with a lot of things that they say. Obviously, he probably knows more than I do because he's sure. a biologist. But I just know what I see because, especially in the wintertime, in the wintertime, I'm on Lake Norman three to four days a week. And I know what I used to see, and I know what I see now. Yeah, used well, to see in the wintertime, there was a big thread fin die off. The, the, the fish schooled, the spotted bass were schooling, the hybrids were schooling, the... Uh, you know, whatever they were in, they were in there eating bait. Well, well, now guess what? I haven't seen any schooling to amount to anything in a couple of years. Listen, Wiley, the year I started fishing, which was about what twelve years ago, uh, you could go run to any main lake flat for the most part and see fish schooling. Now, you don't see it, and if you do see it, it's real fast, and then all of a sudden they disappear. Well, our forage has changed. Alewives have come down through the Catawba River chain from Hickory down through Norman into Wiley, Mountain Island, and it changes. I mean, alewives act differently than threadfin. Alewives act differently than herring. 
So, I mean, again, everybody's talking about fishing sucking, and it does. Wiley sucks, but yeah, who's who's changing the way they're fishing? That was another thing that Michael the Michael Kennard brought up. So there's basically no nutrients in the lake. There's, there's no. no way to put them in there. There's plenty of ways to put them in there, but grass. They, but grass what, will clean it more. But but what you see, what he's talking about is particles in the water no. for bait fish to eat. Yeah, but you lose those nutrients in the water because every bank you see now has riprap on it. There's no or mud. Silt. There's silt. no mud which gets washed into the lake which contains nutrients. Um, you know that's why. Like Wiley used to be so good back in the day. You think the about it. You think about it. This place, you could track a coon across this place in April. Plant, Listen, yeah. I, I ruined as a kid. I ruined a pair of swimming trunks every summer or two every summer water skiing. You this know, place was never clear. You know how to swim? <laughs> it just wore a big life jacket. <laughs> nah, I can swim. One of them orange ones hangs around my neck. That's right. Mike Langford to uh, to to answer to. Make a statement and rebuttal to your statement. You're right, but again, look at what you're talking about. Lake Jordan, completely different animal than uh, than Norman. Yeah, it, it, you can't compare apples and oranges. That's right. Jordan has two. I mean, very fertile rivers that feed it. Right. And there's there's not as much uh, there's not as much bank that's been taken for houses and beautified so to speak you yeah, know rib wrap and all the backs of the creeks and all of our lakes are i mean they're just there used to be nothing in the yeah. backs of them now there's houses well and they're all inches deep where it used to be because of the eight, seal 12 and feet it's deep. again that that falls back on duke energy i'll say it here live i don't care if they hear it great good maybe they'll do something about it if it they they've <laughs> they have learned over their course of history controlling these lakes they've learned how to keep the mud from coming down the lake and muddying the lake up because because what, people what, don't like it what homeowner wants to live on a dirty lake hey i got yelled i got yelled at this year brandon and i got yelled at for stirring up mud in his lady's coat you i heard about that <laughs> again you know that's part that's part of the ecosystem you know take crowder's creek on wiley or big allison creek on wiley for examples you and i were just live back behind the bridge yep you couldn't get on trolling motor. There's an island back there now that never used to be there. I mean, yeah, there was always a channel. You had to run the left side and then hook hard right to well, get you to the trestle. Run all the way to the trestle. I want. I won't even try anymore. I no, have back there for. I did it. I did it two years ago, in July. The water shot up one day. We got a bunch of rain. Came up about a foot and a half, and I did it. And I idled in. I thought I was good running out. I dinged a prop up pretty good, and. Again, it didn't used to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. Crowder's Creek, if if any of you guys listening, watching, are familiar with it, you go in the back of Crowder's, and there's a peninsula that was used to be what maybe 50 yards long, and oh, now Crowder's it's about but now it's about 200 get, yards long. Barely get around it anymore. I mean, the 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 channel is so tight up against people's piers that. Oh, it's ruined those docks. The lakefront property back it's there. Flipped those docks upside down. Yep. Really. It has bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I can't remember the guy Cal Graphics CG. Somebody yeah, David Creek. Williams. The other David no, Williams. David Williams. Fishing Creek's getting that's that's it's, the next one to blow up again. Fishing Creek, you know, it's in between Watery and uh, it's starting to become more populated as well. And 
it changes it. And Josh, good, yeah, you're right. Perch are terrible. That's a whole nother, another discussion. We'll never get them suckers out of here. You, I mean, uh, they did kill one of the most fun things, memories I have as a kid. Though we used to go up to Seven Oaks or Catawba Creek, depending on how long you've been around here. Yeah. And catch uh, white bass when oh, I was yeah. a kid on a rooster tail on a well, winter shoot, time. You should. Uh, you go throw it even a little further back. You used to go up there to the mouth of Dutchman's in the river. Yeah. And dude, that, that was the, get that was the thing. Can't even get in Dutch. That was the thing. People caught go up there and people will be parked up and down the banks catching white bass. Yeah. Big ones. And they, yeah, they're about that big. I remember catching And now, and now they're all gone. Yeah, well, Do you still catch? I, I caught one two years ago out here. A white bass. A white bass. One hundred and it was about that big. And it was I I did put it back and didn't kill it. It wasn't just a giant perch. No, it, I've got a couple strikes. Let me tell you something. Here, this was a white I bass. I was catching white bass when I was a kid, man. It was so much fun. Cause you catch a hundred of them. Yeah, easy. So and my dad, he's talking about Crowder's where that peninsula is now. Yeah, well, he used to, to left. Walk. We used to I used to ski or uh, yes, yeah, ski and kneeboard when I yep. was a kid back there. You you can't even once you turn the corner and go back to the first bridge. You can't even you can barely troll motor back there now. Mike, like I said, man, I'm all for what Mike's, Michael Fox is trying to do. Uh, I know it's voluntary, and I appreciate you guys trying to step up and make a difference. All I'm asking is you to seriously give major thought into, okay, we're going to do this. What are the repercussions of this, and what's it going to do? Is it going to help? Is it going to hurt? I, I think he's going that route by asking the biologists to get involved. Well, that's true. Raising the money is the hardest part. I can tell you that right now. That that's true, but there again, taking all the late. I'm trying to say this without screaming. <laughs> all right. Make sure you start with not my partner instead of his name first. <laughs> Lake Norman, guys. No matter how much you want it to be, is never going to be a great largemouth fishery. The lake was. The lake is probably going on. Oh, uh, sixty years old now. I think it was longer in, than that. I think it was impounded in the mid sixties. Cowan's Ford, there's a thing up there, and it's six. I think it was sixty four. Maybe well, that would be well, the mid sixties. Okay, that's okay. More anyway, than 60 years old. anyway, 20. anyway, you think <laughs> That'd be about fifty six years. If that, okay. let's fast forward. To, <laughs> let's fast forward from nineteen sixty four to two thousand. Two thousand was the year that I caught ten fish for fourteen pounds of finished second. Smash. There were no spotted bass in the lake at the time. I think it was just shortly thereafter the spotted bass started showing up. And the lake, guys that have fished the lake for a long time, the fishing has gradually it's gotten way better. I mean, just a couple years ago in the winter tournaments, it was taking 20 pounds of spotted bass to win. This past year, it wasn't as good. Um, you know, I'll be the first one to tell you, yeah, I think the fishing kind of declined a little bit last year. But there again, like it also goes through cycles where it's, where it's good and bad, good and bad, and it you know it, it it peaks and valleys. But killing all the spotted bass is not the answer. And if again, if you wanna if you wanna take some spotted bass out and eat them, please do so. You're not gonna hurt a thing. But if you if you think that you're gonna go fill your live wells full of a hundred every time you go fishing, you just go kill them. I'm sorry guys, it's just dumb. And that's not gonna solve. I mean, it's not gonna solve anything. It's not gonna help. They're already there. They've they they're so there it, for good. So, so you talking about fish tanks earlier? So, 
one of my, uh, I guess, my side nerd things is I have a saltwater reef tank at my house. That's yeah, that's that's neat. And uh, you talk about nutrients. So when you first start a tank, it has to cycle and it actually has to get nutrients in there. Nothing can live in it because it's too clean, right? And then based on the volume of your water, depends on how much biomass is what they call it you can put in there. Yeah, you can have too little, and it won't. Uh, the microbiology in it will not support itself and you can have too much and then it will get overrun by organic stuff and basically become nasty cesspool right yeah. like you see in ponds when the water gets stagnant everything dies right yep so um if you <clears throat> everything adds up to biomass all right so if you take out smaller spots or right. just smaller fish in general and get rid of them that is removing biomass Okay, and, and what it does is it allows for something to take its place, which means either the fish can get bigger or the ones that are better at reproducing can be, become more plentiful. Right. Okay, so just removing the smaller ones is not going to, I, in my opinion, I don't think will make the bigger ones bigger. No. All right, so because the perch are, the way I understand it, because we did a bunch of research out here about these things, we were trying to have those perch tournaments, right? That's where the first 1v1 belt came from. It was a perch jerking tournament yep. belt, right? I remember that. And we tried to figure out the best times to target them. And what we learned is they spawn offshore just like brim do every, and during the summer, every full moon. Perch? On, on humps and high spots off the bank. Now, when you hit one right, you can literally go out there and catch 300 of them. Yeah. Easy. Anywhere from this size to the state record actually came right down there from Ebenezer. Believe it or not, the state record white perch in South Carolina came from Lake Wiley. Mm-hmm. So, and the problem is that was when they, it was still a game fish. And they spawn a bunch. Oh, sure. So throwing bass out, we you know, do what you want, right? But I'm just saying, uh, removing biomass just allows other things to take its place oh man it's like wiley okay we want to kill the perch we want to try to make room for the, better fish the catfishmen don't want to kill the perch oh. Heck no <laughs> them flatheads the blues are getting humongous listen huge. wiley's become a catfish destination now because of them i mean and that's part of the problem with wiley is is okay if we want to get to the nuts and bolts of what we need to take out of here well let's kill some catfish first <laughs> you know, no, we don't need to kill. They eat all the perch. They eat the perch. They, they eat, eat the perch, and they also eat spotted bass. They eat large well, that's mouth. Fine. That's and fine. I mean, they eat way more perch. They're not, not going to eat very many three pounders. That's I true. You, I can tell you something else. They eat are twenty seven dollar jerk baits. Don't yes. <laughs> and flatheads and get them. Yes, and seventeen dollar chatter baits. Yeah, they don't mind it at all. Oh man. Uh, Chris Marshall said he thinks the spots help Lake Norman, but do you think Hart, or but you take Hartwell? I think the spots killed Hartwell. Uh, Chris, I agree with you. Uh, I ain't gonna say that it's that it's killed it. It's changed, but it. it's definitely changed it a hundred percent, no doubt about it. I don't know. Well, are they getting in Murray too? There are a few spotted bass in Murray, but not a lot. I know Hickory's chock full of them too. Well, they don't, the thing about Murray is it doesn't have a feeder system that has spotted bass in it. Right. Well, you know, that's, that's, the river, a, right? that's a salute of river. Um, Greenwood, 
which is actually the lake above Murray, has a lot of spotted bass in it. Really? But they're big. I have been. You don't hear anybody complaining time. about them because they're all big. Yeah. Well. I, the only time I've ever been to Greenwood, I thought I did good until someone brought 28 pounds of the scale. Yeah. I wasn't even a positive afterthought. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, and they didn't kill all the spotted bass. Those were all largemouth there. Yeah. I mean, again, it, there, there's pros and cons to all of it. No, we are not experts, but I no, know this. Absolutely not. Amongst the three of us, we got a lot of time on the water and a lot of just general all-around knowledge of, of our lakes. I can tell you this one thing for certain, and we can complain as much as we want, but if there is a tur- derby out here and I'm available to fish it. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. Dying if it around. takes seven pounds to win it. Or 27 pounds. 27 pounds. Because I like to compete and I like to fish. That's exactly right. Well, I say that, but my track record of showing up to derbies over the last three months has not been that great. So I don't know. You're 3-0 and in 1v1. I am that, but those are not derby. Those are more sanctioned. So what, so what you're saying is you're a midweek fisherman when it doesn't count? No, I'm That's uh, right. It don't count. That's That was proven. Was that last year or a couple I, years ago? I don't know when that was. Yeah, oh. that was proven. <laughs> Through the week fish do not count. And now, now I forget but, what yeah. his name is. Brian's partner. Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, Thomas Vickers. That one's for you, buddy. They weigh different. <laughs> they weigh, they they weigh different. They don't weigh at all. <laughs> not at all. Nope. Hey. Just like catching them in practice, don't. So you know what? So Guess what? Time. You know what? You should petition Bass and tell them that Thursday and Friday didn't count. Maybe I could talk them into just to making Monday and just, Tuesday count. No, go straight to Saturday when it matters. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here we go with that again. Yeah. You think John Cox will be all right with that? <clears throat> John Cox probably doesn't care. He just laugh. That's a funny <laughs> dude. He's, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll jokes aside. John Cox is a funny guy to watch fish. He just has so much fun. He's fishing free, no pressure. He just every time he catches one, first thing he does, he sets the hook and immediately starts laughing. He does. It He's having a, a ball. Kid catching a he is having fish. a ball. So, all right. So we got one more thing on here. I know we're running long, but um, we actually are. What time is it? It's seven forty-four. We're not. We're not running long. We've. We've. So Michael Kinnar brought up something really interesting, and he talked about the thermocline. All right. So you, you said herring, right? But there are herring in there, but the majority yes. of the fish are alewives. Alewives, yes. Right. So forage fish. Right. right. So we talked about this one in one of our early ones when way back in April when we were talking about the herring spawn. We talked about herring versus alewives and how. If you lay them side by side, you can't tell the difference, right? Do what now? They look very similar. They look very similar, yes. So they just act different. They completely act completely different. Yeah, they're different. two totally different critters. So herring stay. They they migrate to the backs of the pockets or backs of the creeks in the morning at night, and they make their ways out. They make their way out. That's why you see a lot of schooling fish on your herring lakes, like mm-hmm. Clark. Well, all of the Savannah oh, chain. What? Well, even Lake Lanier. And, you know, well, Lanier I mean, too. All your herring lakes. So, uh, the difference between those and alewives is that once those herring get to a certain depth, that's where they stay. And, the, and they are wherever above, the thermocline is. They're right above it, right? They're 30, most of the time it's around 30 feet. Alewives will go below the thermocline because they will stay on the bottom, and that's why... A but lot they, of the strippers do. died because they followed them fish down there. And for and for any of our watchers that don't know what the thermocline is, turn the sensitivity up on your graph right now, out on yeah, a lake, and you. Can, 
I, we, yeah. we know that, but but what it is is basically there is a depth in the lake, and anything below it, the oxygen content is so so low that nothing can any live. game fish cannot live. Some for some reason the Elwise can live. I don't and know for why. all my striper fishing buddies, this is the truth right here. They're too dumb to breathe, so they all die. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they are pretty dumb. So, dumb. <laughs> so what? Back to Canard's uh, mention. Elwise. <laughs> Actually, kill fish too. <laughs> All right, where's where's WBTV when we need them? Yeah, they're they're, the out, they're out finding some hydrillas, killing bald eagles. Oh gosh! <laughs> I mean, again, you know, Elwise may be a bigger problem than well, people. That's why fish don't school on Wiley. Anymore. That's exactly because when Elwise are chased, they go as deep as they can because they'll bottom out before the, lar- the mar- largemouth won't follow them. The stripers are too dumb not to follow them. And the spots are just out there eating. All, they're swimming with their mouths open, eating whatever they can yeah. eat. That's right. Canard put it on here in our comments. Basically, uh, it's a layer where no oxygen of fish get trapped underneath. They basically suffocate. Might yep. as well throw them up on the bank. Yep, because you they're, they're going to die. I mean, if, if your electronics are not dialed in, I can teach you how to find a thermocline. It's very easy. You can see it on 2D. It looks like it look, basically looks like a false bottom if you haven't dialed in right. Yep. The and you will see nothing underneath it. No, and when you start, that's right, that's right, Chris. They eat good. I agree with that statement. When you start seeing some catfish floating around the lake, more than likely they got trapped. Yep, that's right. Uh, I did. We did miss one thing. So, uh, talking about the tournaments around here. So we got the. Uh, the Bass Nation tournaments are coming up. So October, they're coming, they're coming in October. They had to reschedule a whole bunch of them. Um, so North Carolina's going to do a little bit different this year. Um, you talking about tournaments to fill the state team? Yep, fill the state team. Um, you've been a part of the state team before, haven't you? Four times. Four times. That's a feat in itself. Um, so typically it's a two-day tournament, but this year in North Carolina they're going to fish – one day events to get them all in and, a, and a, I guess the third is going to be a wild card event if you don't make it in the first two um, but the first one's going to be October 9th on Lake Norman and then the very following day will be October 10th on High Rock so that's a Friday and a Saturday but it's not it's not combined it's ways. Two, it's two different tournaments. That's right so top three boaters in each and top three co-owners in each will make the uh, state team yeah, and I think the third one is on the... It's always at the Trent Noose. I think it's, it's the Trent Noose or is it the Cho Uh It's one of the two. I'm looking at ncbfn.com. Uh, Chuck Murray's the president. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I got an email about it the other day. We will also have a third qualifier on Trent Noose. Okay. With a date to be announced soon. If you're not a member, it's not too late to join. I try to advance to the Bassmaster Classic, so... For anybody that doesn't know, that's the easiest way for the working man to make the classic. Yep. That's the only it's really way. really the only way. That's the only way. Um, it's also the hardest way. It is the hardest way. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then South Carolina, you know, every state has its own team. Um, I understand they are going to Santee, but that will be a two-day event, and it's the same week. You guys are there, right? The elites? Yep. Just the week after. Yep, same week. Same week. So if you want to shot the state team, uh, those are your 
events around here. Every state has them. You can look at your Bass Nation stuff and figure out where you're at. Uh, and if you if you want to know where it's at, uh, in North Carolina, uh, you can hit up Chuck Murray on Facebook. Um, or I guess you can shoot Chuck an email. I'm not. I don't know who does in South Carolina. I don't know who the president is in South Carolina. I but I'll tell you who, guys, a lot of you guys probably know Stan Gunner. Um, I I'm, I'm, don't think Stan's a president, but I'm sure Stan could put you in contact with the right people because I, uh, I know Stan fishes all that stuff, so he could yeah. probably help you out with that. Yeah, so, um, so I have come close to the state team, but I've never made it. I understand there's a lot that comes with it as far as goodies goes. Yeah, you get a lot of cool stuff. A lot of uh, a lot of companies like, you know, Mercury and uh, Motor Guide. Um, they give a lot of they give a lot of apparel, hats, shirts. Plus, you get some some really cool discounts on, you know, whatever stuff Mercury offers. Props and trolling motors, whatever. You know, if you guys still run a two-stroke oil. That's right. Um, you know, they, they get all kinds of all kinds of cool stuff that, that go along with making the state team. I think uh, um, Humminbird and Lawrence both do like a half-off program. It's, uh, it's a pretty cool thing. Plus, you get to go. I'm not sure where the... Uh, Championship is. Where, no, it'll be the, the division. They call it the divisional. I'm not sure where the divisional is, but, you know, you get to go with your team to that and and get to get to go do that whole thing where they uh you know they take care of you for the week and you get to go participate as a team it's it's a cool thing it's a lot of fun yeah so check that out if you're interested in that um and i actually had a a write-in giveaway we did (laughs) happy birthday to paul paul rob die outdoors that's right paul benson Today's Rob Dye's birthday? Today is Rob Dye's birthday. He it's is, a golden one. He isn't? is 50. 50. Paul Benson. Hey. Um, That's who we need to have on here to talk uh, yeah. about. Yeah. Paul, uh, I need to get with you to get. Uh, we can Zoom you in here or something to do. Uh, maybe have you and um, Chris Canute on here at the same time to maybe talk about the uh, about your new National, National Professional. Professional Fishing League. Um, I'll holler at you when I leave here tonight. Yeah, Jody's right. Chuck does it right. So I've, I've fished several of those. Um, Chuck Chuck does run a good tournament. He's a he's a really good dude. Chuck yeah. Murray. Oh, yeah. I wonder if Chuck Murray will allow you to change your co-angler if you don't like who it is. I don't know. I've never had a problem. That, did that happen? That happened at Lake Norman. In what? The ABA this past weekend. How you know? Ah, uh, Kennard. Two, two people that were there. Kennard. I'm just gonna tell you, we all know Paul's political views. <laughs> mm. Anyway, well, tell tell me a little more about that. What well, happened? While we're talking about, hold on, boys. While we're talking about, uh, Chuck, dude's a hammer on Bugs Island and Gibson. And Gaston, yeah. Gaston. Oh yeah, Gaston. I said Gibson. Gaston. Yep. No, so there was a certain angle. He don't like spotted bass. No, he don't like spotted bass. <laughs> There was a certain angler that called the tournament director because he did not like who he was drawn with and didn't feel like he could fish. Oh yeah, his his waters with the co-angler he had. Was that you? No, it was not. I was not there. Had no part of it. 
That's why I'm not going to speak names it at this mean, point. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, what's your take on that, guys? Kind of controversial topic. So, uh, so wait a minute. So, the angler called or the co-angler called? The angler called. Okay. Because he didn't like who he had fishing with who him. Who he had fishing with him. Because he didn't want to show him where he was That's going. That's right. I tell you, I don't know anything about this, but I could, I could almost call who that was. I won't do it on the air, or yeah. while we're on live. Well, you weren't here. It don't matter. I don't have to be. I can. Well, I'm just saying it wasn't you. No, well, it wasn't me. I can't fish ABAs anyway. <laughs> we will discuss that later. But I wonder you how many guys, people have done that to me. You guys comment and, and see what your take is on the tournament director allowing him to change his co-angler because he didn't want to divulge fishing areas. Yeah. Just. I mean, it's a it's a Q and A type thing. Just give your opinions. We will we'll take a consensus next show on that. Man, did I turn crickets in here? Mm. No, I, I, <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I'm cool with it. I, I got like I said, I got a real good idea who it is anyway. Jay's right. You have to hold water back sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I know somebody that had five pounders on the bed on Wiley. And didn't go to him because of who his co-angler was. Now that in a tournament sounds like a David Winter story. I was no, it was not me. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just going to tell you what that is. That's I was just in. Dumb. <laughs> That's just dumb. And I, I don't know who you're talking about, but that was dumb. Well, I can tell you this: it's 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 a place that most people don't go look for bed and fish. And it was, I mean, it was probably a smart move, really and truly, given who the co-angler was. It, it was a smart move, but. That just must have been a long time ago. I ain't seen a five pounder on the bed on Lake Wiley. It was a long time. It was. <laughs> it, it was. It was about eight years ago. It was probably that dumb five pounder you caught the other day. It may have been. He may have. Hey, he may come back to thank me for that. I don't know. You know. You never know. Chris Marshall. That's that's exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah, I have to. I've done that. I've had people in the boat with me that I didn't want them to know. And yes, sir. Yeah, I fished plenty of tournaments with Shane where he didn't take me to the good stuff because we sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't show Brandon anything he tells everybody. Uh, I'm out here making waypoints and converting them online so everybody can see it. Yeah. Maybe that's what we should do. We should start a waypoint book, $200. You think? Yeah, man. They don't have to be good. They just got to be waypoints. <laughs> Chris said he hadn't run stuff because Winters was in the boat with him. Oh, hey, he's, he's telling the truth. I practiced, I practiced with Chris in the BFLs for two or three years. He was years. probably at Murray, too. No, we, we did, yeah. I know he left a lot of stuff unturned at Murray. Uh. But I will say this, Chris, I want to thank you here. You have you did teach me a lot in those two or three years. <laughs> Canard says, I've seen Shane and not stopped on my good holes. <laughs> Canard, <laughs> I've seen all your good holes. They're all within sight of Alcoa. Dave hey. brought up a good point. Maybe he's had a pass with the guy. Hey, man, I don't, again, I don't know all the size. It's just one of those what-if questions. Well, I mean, I had a guy at the BFL down here about two or three years ago in the, in the fall that cussed me before we ever got in the boat. I remember that day. And I went and told the tournament director, I said, look here, uh, this guy is not going fishing with me. And he's like, well, you need to do this and you need to do that. I said, no, listen to me. 
He is not going fishing with me. If I have to go load my boat and go home, this guy is not going fishing with me today. Period. End of story. What happened? He didn't go fishing with me. They swapped him out. They they had an observer in somebody else's boat. They took the observer out of that boat, put it in my boat, and put that guy in with the other guy. And the other guy just happened to be Jonathan Crosland from Lake Murray, who was a super nice guy. <laughs> and he said he didn't have any problems. So, I mean, it, it worked out. I, I'm glad of that. Well, did you win that day? No, he did not. No, that was day one, but I did make okay. the cut. Right. Yeah. I had a female co-anger. That was an interesting day. <laughs> the co-anger you had as an interesting person. Yeah. You remember who I had? Yeah. I don't even remember her name. I don't either, but I, if she walked in, I'd recognize her face. Okay. It was an interesting day, to say the least. <laughs> um, how many BFLs you won on Wiley? Two? On Wiley? One. Just one? I thought you'd won twice. Nope. I won one at Wiley, two at Murray, one at Hartwell, and one at Gunnerville. I practiced the one with you on Wiley when you won it. I got in a boat with you mm-hmm. an hour after I got off from work, and you said, watch this. <laughs> and he picked up his lure, and it's like, all right, whatever, we're going fishing. <laughs> I, won't, I won't say what it was. <laughs> I don't care. It don't matter. Actually, I will. It was True South Shimmy Jig. That's what exactly it was. what it was. Threw it up on the bank and wound it four times and caught a six-pounder. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> he goes, dude, I've, been, I, I've literally cast this thing like six times. And every one I've caught has been four pounds or bigger. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And the next day, you had, you had a six-pounder. Almost seven. And you had one other big one, too. I, I had almost 19 pounds. Yeah. Mm. Well, Stupid fish. Any, anyway, I, didn't, I mean, I wasn't trying to kick a hornet's nest on that last no, question. I just want to see what everybody's thoughts were. And your phone's ringing again. But, no, you were starting to say we had... Marcos from Waterwood Crankbaits text me. That's right. And wants to give away one of the new what's the, what's Shane Lineberger special colors. That's right. What are you going to call that thing? That's what it's called. Upside down shad? No. That's what it's called. <laughs> special color? It's Shane Lineberger special. Okay. Is that well, all right with you? I, man, I'll, hey, I'll, I'll, I got I'll, another, I'll come up with a good name for you. I'll, I can't do it right now, but I'll, I'll, I'll get you a good one. Short mag special. Oof. <laughs> That'd be more body shape and not color. Okay, well. Anyway. What is that? Look, Marcos just jumped on here. Better say it yeah. again. Marcos, you want to explain this? He wants to give away a uh, Waterwood crankbait through podcast special Shane Lineberger concocted color. That's right. And yeah, so uh, how are we going to give this away? Did Marcos say? Or I don't know. He can't, he left it up to me to do it through Rusty Hooks Bait and Tackle. Um, SL, special. SL Special. So how how can we do this? How, what would be a good what would be a good way to do it? Fat neck killer. killer. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Josh, I really want to fire some shots at you right now, but I won't. <laughs> Unfortunately, you can't, given the certain climate. Oh, man. Uh, Let's come up with something good. I don't know. Here's how you can do it. You got to go. You got to go. Like. Like and share. Share the podcast page, Rusty Hooks Live. Yep. And also, like and share the Waterwood page. That's right. All right. So we will. Uh, I'll put let's a give post it, up. Let's I'll give it. Let's give up. it. Let's give it two weeks. All right. I'll put a post up when we're done tonight. 
We'll explain the water wood stuff and how you got to get entered. Yep. And we'll draw it in two weeks. There right. we go. So just to run back through that, like and share out the post we're going to put up and go like and share uh, water wood crankbaits. And to make sure we know that that one's shared, tag I'll Rusty get, Hooks Live in. That's right. Tag yeah. Rusty Hooks Live in the, in the share page when you share um, uh, water wood. Yeah, Mike C. Right, we we forgot about that. He said he's currently thankful for spots. That yeah. son of a gun caught fifteen pounds in the middle. I, mean, of I don't think he had any spots. I think they were mostly largemouth. Uh, he had some spots. had spots, but he had two big largemouth. Well, I'm gonna tell you this. I think so. I was, I've seen his post. I was working this weekend. And you what? I was working this weekend. When you were here hanging out? No, I was working. Oh. Legitimately, got a project going at the house. A little, oh, little small oh. project at the house. Okay. I yep. And so I saw this video pop up that I had to watch. And it was Mike Seawright counting his chickens middle of the tournament, about 9.30 in the morning. Well, here's what I well, think they, about that. Well, I'm going to tell you right he now. He obviously really liked his chickens. I was saying, oh, no, no. I'm glad you stopped. I'm glad you stopped. I'm going to just stop. Before you said before they hatched, because yeah. they're suckers they, and hatched. They, 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 they were alive well. They were, cl- they were <laughs> but, clucking, weren't they? But, but, little, but little did you guys know, they he only won. little chicks. <laughs> but he only won by four hundredths. Of an ounce. Hey, well, you know what the good thing? You know what that's all about? That means it had three hundreds more than it needed. Look here. <laughs> Vin Diesel said it the best in the first Fast and the Furious. You win by an inch or a mile. Winning's <laughs> winning's winning. winning. I, right. I, no doubt. But I had to call him. Middle of the tournament. And Twelve o'clock I called him. I said, Mike, I said, uh, I've been down this road with you counting your chickens before. <laughs> you think you're a little premature on the uh on the video, sir? He said that weighed on his mind the rest of the day. <laughs> well, he got it done. Well, shoot, he had 15 pounds in August. That's pretty solid. That's Congratulations. Pretty solid. Who finished second then? Um, I mean, somebody else had almost 15 pounds too. Jake, was it Jake Monty? I have no I idea. What's Jake Monty? Who's that? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. Last name was Monty. I don't know. Mike, tell me the name. Come on. I know you're still here. Give me a little bit of help. That's right, Kennard. He had some big chickens. Well, the funny, the funny <laughs> thing about it was... The kid looked at him and said, "Haven't you won enough in your life already?" Because it, it was a it was a younger. I mean, it was a younger guy. Was, right. You know. Right. Was, well, look here. So I've learned a lot in the last six months we've been doing this, and the more crap that you all talk or that we all talk to yeah. Mike Seawright, the better that son of a gun gets. <laughs> Well, it gives it gives him purpose. They were making fun of his antique fishing rods, and he even was fishing with one. I think he's got some falcons that were made in 1992. Those are the good ones. I know. I wish they still made them like that. <laughs> they I sure got, have changed a lot. Absolutely. I got to figure out this kid's name that won that cat. This or finished second. Sorry, not one. I so, think see right shared the results. Oh, I'm sure he did. Fat net killer. We're gonna to have to come up with something. That's there. pretty good there. That is a good I had one. to give I had that, to give Josh props on that. That's that. a good one. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a, that'd be a bait named after Johnson though. Did, didn't you? No, that'd be fat head. No, Johnson's fat head. I thought you were fat back. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Did, didn't you already have a color called no neck? <laughs> that yeah, that was a, and I've had a. Fat back was one of my jig colors too. Jake Monty and Doug Monty finished second, and it's literally three hundredths of an ounce. Might as well have been two pounds. Wow, fourteen eighty seven and fourteen eighty four. So who had big fish? 
Jake, that been Jake, Jake Monty. They had a four three five. Again, just look, saying. Look, hey, who, look, who was that finished third? Did that say Scott Hammer? That was Scott Hammer. Yeah. Did it, what, what did he win? What he oh, nothing. Nothing. What he had? Eleven ninety nine. Dang, he still wouldn't have won the one v one up there. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he had in one v one. It was. Oh, what, no, well, that was with the bag. With the bag. Oh yes. yeah. Yes. Mm, tough. That's anyway, hard. well. There we go. We should just read the comments. Mark Silver. He just now put it up there. Yep. Anyway, congratulations to the old man and his trusty steed, Jason Aker. And then, Jake Monty, your time's coming, buddy. You Give keep, it time. You're going to win a whole lot more than you're going to lose with 15 pounds of Jason Land said your time's coming. Uh-oh. I know my time's Uh-oh. coming. He didn't say that, but, you know. It sounded, it sounded good. It though. sounded good. Yeah, though. I like it. Jason Land saying that your time's coming for that throttling. Mm. I mean, honestly, my rods are still sitting on the deck of the boat at my house right still now. Still backlash. So what you're saying? Probably is, still backlash. So what you're saying is you're ready to go right now. I mean, no, because I got two lithium batteries sitting on the front deck that I got to put in as you know warranty claims. But I mean, give me. Let's just make it sure. Let's make it clear that those are not lithium pros. Uh, those were those were part of my stupidity. I'll own it. I got some of those. What do you think about them? You like them? I ain't been able to run them dead yet. Yeah, you won't. Uh, I've, well, I've ran them for three solid fishing days and hadn't killed them. The I've last time them. I ran mine, three solid days and forgot to plug it in. That's what happened to They went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> One of them didn't wake up. Uh, my, uh, so you all know my boat. I got electronics hung all over it. Mm-hmm. Oxygenators, power You're the only poles. guy I know that's smart enough to use them all, though. Well, I know how to turn them all on. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good thing yours are all synced to that one button. You got that right. Shane, Shane pushes one button, all his electronics No, three come of them come on. Oh, the, okay. the live scope's on a separate one. Gotcha. Um, but, uh, Josh, good. Sorry, buddy. You're behind the eight ball. Jason Land's got the next crack if he ponies up. Um, I think 70% is the lowest I've seen that cranking battery when I plug it up. Yeah. And that power pole charge has a lot to do with that, yeah, too. Yeah, it does. John Martin, to uh, speak on that, keep your ears to the ground. There's something coming up in South Carolina that um, you might want to jump on board with. Even though it is South Carolina, it may filter into North Carolina. Um, South Carolina Boating and Fishing Association – they're, they're, we're studying all of this. We've done studies on how much money is brought in. And I can tell you in the state of South Carolina, it's $3.9 billion a year in the outdoor industry alone is brought into South Carolina. That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. They could be used for uh, good things in our, in our fishing world if there's a way to direct it and to guide it. Uh, Jason, I do fish. Unfortunately, working kids keeps me off the lake a lot during the uh, spring and winter or spring and summer. I'm, I'm gonna no stop right there. Just you're making excuses, buddy. <laughs> I love you. Brandon fishes, but he likes to fish when the odds are in his favor. I.e., when they bite a little jerkum bait. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, oh, may, maybe I'm filter right. into the shad spawn. I'm all right when they're around those times. But That's when it gets hot, man, I'm big. I don't, I don't well, like sweating. Yeah, me either, but I do it. 
That's up to you. I mean, I had to I had to fish against Dylan. It was 150,000 oh degrees. Well, now let's wait a minute. Shane drank a case of water and ate two bags of beef jerky so and swelled up from the salt poisoning. Let's, <laughs> let's remember what the uh, terms and conditions on that tournament was. Dylan had to fish on your terms, your place, and your time. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure you picked that day. That's right. <laughs> I did. I know. And I also said when that was over, I'm not fishing another one until it cools down. Yeah. Uh, and Jason, I have been up to Baden with Shane and got our teeth kicked in and one of his little wildcats. Yep. I'm still waiting on the invite for that up there. It's too hot. It's too, I know, I agree. <laughs> too much going on. Maybe it'll cool off in the next week or so. We, what are we having that, Shane? We're like 17 or 18 pounds. Something like that. And, and we're good to even, go. Wasn't even close. And it, no, that's a, was that a three fish still? No, that's, that was five fish that was, then, that was one that was yeah. still five, yeah, because we caught a couple of them off the yeah. lid. And you were like, yeah, uh, I think I only took 18 pounds to win last week. Well, it took like 23 to win. Yeah, <laughs> it was so crazy. <laughs> well, but, uh, anyway, so. All right, did we get through everything? Are we talked about the most important thing? We talked about the giveaway. Yep. So if Carl's still on here, Carl, thanks for all the stuff. Uh, Jason Good won the first one. Uh, Josh, anybody? Josh. I'm oh, sorry, Josh Good won the first one. And he's mad because I won't let him challenge me in a 1v1. You just won the first giveaway, buddy. Just take your so, take your wins and go home. So there's four more <laughs> weeks worth of it. So go find the post, like, share our page. We're going to draw one every Monday for the next four weeks. Yep. Uh, we got a new one, new giveaway announced tonight. The SL Special Color Waterwood Crankbait that Marcos has uh, donated to us. Man, uh, I feel like the Oprah make Winfrey a, show right now. We're you make get a, a call for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do. Let's back up. Let's don't compare anything to Oprah. No, I know I shouldn't have used that one, but <laughs> everybody gets a car or something. I mean, come on. Well, your dad hands out cars. No, well. Where's that line start? I need a truck. <laughs> I need one too. <laughs> too low. All right. Too low. <laughs> so we'll post something about that. Uh, the Waterwood stuff. Find our Facebook page on that. Um, what else we talk about? We talked about St. Clair, MLF, uh, National Professional Fishing League. Brought some controversy of the ABA. I guess we had a full night tonight. We did. Chris, what are we talk about next week? Chris, jump on Jody. I'll call him and bug him too. I agree. For as many catchers jigs as you guys have seen me beat up against docks, break off, and backlash my reels with, <laughs> I mean, the least we could do is get some to give away. But it wasn't a jig's fault. No, it's a it's pure T angler error. But operator error. Uh, yeah, no doubt. But still, I don't think any paint could hold up to that. Hey, what's this? What is this? Somebody's asking us if we're going to fish against the Great watching legend. you dock fish on Wiley. You guys be doing a Legends Challenge on Wiley against the Legend crew. Uh, as of right now, no. Um, you know, maybe that's something that would, that could happen down the, down the road, but right now we're just kind of... Blaine, Blaine, I'm going to stop Shane right there. I, I have personally beat both the Legends. I did my job. Uh-oh. <laughs> Love you, Mike and Scott. Oh God, here we go. There now, you go. See, now you just opened a can of worms. I did. You don't know when to keep that pie hole shut. Hey, <laughs> this whole place is gonna be like the old yeah. TVs. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody pulled the plug. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all good, man. They they know I do. I mean it in fun. 
Russ, I have a good job. What does this mean? Y'all need to get my jaws to buy the My, my dad can't. He's oh, fat jobs, fingered sometimes. Jobs, jobs. Gotcha, gotcha. I have a good job. There's my I have a good job too, but it don't buy me no truck. It's my number one sponsor. <laughs> hey, do they want to sponsor a podcast? Maybe. Probably not. Unless you want to talk about um, selling I, of valves, instruments, and um, I might be able to talk about the little bit of the electrical side of it. Maybe. Yeah, I saw a low, real low voltage, four twenty amp, or I'm sorry, four twenty volt milliamp. Sorry. Well, I mean, I can wing it. Milliamp. <laughs> You tell them you can tell them on the control side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do this, put this, mix it up. I'm side there you go. <laughs> you can do the one-liners. Yeah, the one-line drawings. Uh, no, I don't do the drawings. I I do all the uh, the magic in the computers to make. Uh, so stuff. you're the programming side. Yeah. No, I'm the guy that gets blamed for everything because the other guy's too lazy to go out in the field and look at the instrument that's messed up. Dad, your fingers are fat tonight. Quit. Go to bed. <laughs> I love you, though. Thanks for the truck. <laughs> Thanks for the truck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to sign off with that. Rusty Hooks Live, where our hooks may be rusty, but our points are always sharp. Uh, catch us next week. You'll be back, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he's not going anywhere for We're going to have a full studio next week. Who's yeah. next week? Well, maybe. We might have two guests in here. Yeah. Well, we'll just have them on one at a time, though. All right. Next Don't. week, no. How are we going to have two Oh, Jason Land. Yeah. Who's, if, who if, else? If Jason can come. We're going to try, try to get Chris Canute in here. Okay. Don't forget the 10% question. You have to go back. I'm not, I'm not I won't say it. Who it I forget who it was. We'll write it down for you. Yeah, there you go. We'll put it on the wall back here. Just tattoo it in my forehead so I can see <laughs> well, it when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> um, and I will have this uploaded tonight so you guys can watch it tomorrow, Tuesday. Um, tomorrow's Tuesday. All day. All, All day. Um, on your favorite podcast player and our YouTube channel at Rusty Hooks Live. Guess with that, Shane, you got anything else? We're gone. We're gone. See, See you next week. See you guys.